Hi, this is Stacy Hyde, and I'm back with another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less. And today, I'd like to talk to you about your 401k, particularly what to do with a 401k when you change employers. And I'm using 401k generically because if you work for a not-for-profit or hospital, you may have a 403b. Or if you work for a government agency, you may have a 457 plan. Um, many people just assume that they should roll that to an IRA. And that might be the right choice. Or you may want to roll it to your new employer's plan. Or in some cases, you may want to leave it where it is. The key thing you need to look at is what are the options that you have in your old employer's plan? What are the fees and expenses you're paying? That's a lot easier to find out now than it used to be. There's a, there's a report that you can go look for. It's called a 404A5. Sometimes they are nice and they just say summary of fees and expenses for the plan. That's what you're looking for. And what you're trying to find out is, are the investments offered to me, generally speaking, the U.S. equity funds, are they costing, you know, 0.3% or less, international funds, a half percent or less, fixed income, you know, somewhere in that same neighborhood, Emerging markets are going to be higher. Any specialty funds are generally going to be higher. So, but you're looking for lower expenses and then administrative fees that you may pay for a financial advisor or managing your account, anything like that. All in, you don't want to be paying more than 1% total. Lower is better. And if it's a large employer plan, chances are like a FedEx or something like that, those are going to be pretty low cost. And so you may want to just leave the money in somewhere like that. And if, especially if you leave a large employer, go to a small employer, you may just want to leave it there because, for example, the Vanguards, the Fidelities, the, the big providers tend to have pretty low cost. They have an easy to use um, system, so you can just leave your money there. And a good thing to remember is if you have over $5,000, they have to let you leave your money there. So that can be a good option. The key thing to keep in mind is keep your address updated if you decide to do that. So if you're moving around, you want to do that. Now, if you look at your new employer plan and you're like, wow, I really like this. The website's easy to use. I get it and I'd rather have everything here, then you need to reach out to your new um, provider, 401k provider, and ask them what do they need in order to receive that money from your former employer. And most providers will have a team that will even get on the phone with you and call your former employer's plan and help you bring that over. If you do decide to move it to an IRA, um, you'll want to open an IRA and get that set up to receive it. Keep in mind that in most states, the asset protection, meaning what creditors can get to, if it's in an employer-sponsored retirement plan, it's essentially bulletproof. They cannot make you take that money out if you owe money or anything like that. So it is there is a little more um, 
protection if you leave it an employer plan as opposed to moving it to an IRA. So that's something to kind of weigh there. Um, also, you may pay higher fees. However, if you're getting closer to retirement, it may be an opportunity to build a relationship with a financial advisor, understand how they work, see how you can work together, and sort of try it out before you make the full plunge of completely retiring. So that can be helpful too. You just want to be aware of it. Um, but you do, if, if you're, one thing that I see sometimes is people are pulling money out of a retirement plan and they're putting it into an annuity. Well, one of the great things about an annuity is it can, it offers tax deferral, but you don't need that with retirement assets because they already have that. And annuities are going to have higher cost in them. And you need to make sure that you really understand what you're getting for those higher fees. Some of them may offer, you know, well, you can get this income in retirement, but you really need to dig deep into that because sometimes that stuff sounds really good and there's a lot of sizzle to it, but there's not a lot of stake. And you need to understand what flexibility you're giving up in order to get those benefits. So, if someone um, tries to convince you to take money out of your um, former employer's qualified plan and put it into an annuity, you really want to go slow on that, particularly if you are under age 50, because the benefits of a lot of those income riders and things like that, they really aren't going to do a lot for you if you're much younger because there's just too much time and markets can really work for you. You also don't want to lock up all your assets in something like that because they do have a lot of rules that you have to comply with. And if you pull out more money than the writer on the annuity says you're able to, then you can void what you've been paying for all these years. So you just want to make sure that you understand exactly how you can take money out, how long the surrender charge may be for, and if you take out more than the 5% you're allowed, that I say 5%, some are lower at four. If you're younger, it could be as low as three. Some get higher if you wait into your 70s. Um, but you just really want to understand what it is because life happens and you may need to make a larger withdrawal and you need to understand exactly how those annuities work and what the benefits, but also what you're paying for that and compare it to sort of the likelihood of not having that type of guarantee because you are giving up some upside in the form of higher fees, also limited investment options by getting that security that the annuity company is providing. So you also want to make sure that they're financially strong. So, you know, my first advice for most folks is to move that old 401k, either leave it where it is, roll it to a new employer's plan, or if you do roll it to an IRA, um, be sure that you are understanding the trade-offs that you're giving up on asset protection. And if it's a self-directed and you're going to invest it yourself, that's fine. Just know that you don't want to treat it 
like play money because it is real retirement money. And so you may want to invest it in broad, low cost index or um, other investment funds rather than kind of getting onto the, you know, the most popular stock of the day on Reddit or something like that. So you do want to do that, or if you're going to work with an advisor, make sure you understand what you're paying for and what you hope to get, because there is value in having someone advise you and help you through all that. The one other thing to keep in mind about if you're wanting to do a Roth IRA, but your income is too high, you want to have all your pre-tax money in a corporate retirement plan because that allows you to make a non-deductible IRA contribution, convert it to a Roth, and build your Roth assets that way. So there is some advantage to having all of your pre-tax money in a uh, corporate retirement plan. So I hope that helps. Um, that was a question my brother texted me this morning. Um, his wife had changed employers, wanted to know what to do with the funds. I recommended that she roll it to her new employer's plan and use a target date fund because they don't like making investment decisions, but they want to be smart about what they're doing for retirement. So bottom line, that may be the best bet for you as well. And I hope that your new job works out and you're able to build and grow in your career and increase your savings for retirement. This has been another